Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to our 25th episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. So exciting. It is. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. I know. It's so exciting. Um, I like. I can't believe we're coming up also to our one year anniversary and we, we really yet to travel anywhere. I know. <laughs> like, it's very what, true. What are you going to do? But I mean, we have this travel podcast yet, you know, we only have Nova Scotia facts to share, which are fine. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, since we are still sticking close to home, we thought we would talk a little bit more about some areas of beautiful Nova Scotia that we've yet to chat about on the podcast. So we did reach out via social media and got some great feedback on some must-sees and must-dos, as this really isn't an area of the province that either of us have spent a ton of time in yet. So we want to thank uh, listeners Tina Oliver, Laura Hawkins, Sarah Boss, Gabrielle Richard, and Krista Martin for some great suggestions. Yes. Yeah, so let's dive in and explore a little bit of the Northumberland and Fundy Shore regions of Nova Scotia. And just a little caveat, if you're listening when this episode comes out, it's for planning purposes. Uh, we're still in lockdown. Most of these things are closed. Um, and if you're listening in the future and everything is open, we hope you have futures full of travel and good things. We're very excited and for the future. I know. And if you're listening into the future, I like May 2021 me is super jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're having fun out there, guys. <laughs> All right, Megan, start us off with the first place. All right. So we're going to start off our little tour today in Parsboro, Nova Scotia. So a little background, Peter and I did visit Parsboro in 2015. Um, it is one of those spots in the province that is out of the way in terms of it's not on a main thoroughfare. So you really have to want to visit there. And honestly, you should. It's a really beautiful area. My pal Laura is from Parsboro and she commented with some great spots. And a few of these we have been to ourselves, which includes the Ship's Company Theater. Peter and I actually saw the play Habit of Murder there. Ooh. I know. <laughs> um, and we did stay for the night at the Maple Inn, which, as I can recall, honestly, was really lovely. And I do think breakfast was included in this inn. We like that. And last time we last <laughs> time we're like, inns don't serve breakfast, but it's possible here. <laughs> this is also where we thought for some reason it would be cool, because I think we saw other people doing it, to drive our car onto this beach. And then we proceeded to get the car stuck. Um, we had to have people help us. <laughs> and then it was horrific. And then, th- I mean, it, in the grand scheme of life, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but then we thankfully got unstuck and those not so few moments of Parsboro faded into the past, thankfully. Um, But Laura really did have some great suggestions, of course, having been from there. So her dad, Wendell, actually has a microbrewery in town called Two Islands Brewing, if you want to go there for some great local beer. Apparently, there's also world-class golfing and a menu at the golf club that has a world-class breakfast, and it is the Parsboro Golf Club. No, I don't golf. You don't golf, do you? No, no. No. My dad does, so I'll have to bring dad. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. Yes, we've discussed this before, there, and I'm sure some listeners must know. 
Um, a few other things she suggests are spirit reins and reins is spelled R E I G N S where you can actually ride horses on the ocean floor and Partridge Island beach and hike. She says, this is where you can park your car on the beach. Maybe this is where we got stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to pass on doing that that's, a second time. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> For some good eats, she suggested to check out the Black Rock Bistro on Main Street and stay at the Gillespie House, uh, also on Main Street. And all of these things honestly sound great to me. Mm -hmm. But Laura, being from the area, didn't want us to forget sort of nearby Advocate region. So she's also suggested to eat at Wild Caraway and Advocate Harbor and to stay at Driftwood Retreat Cottages, which are apparently right on the beach. And I mean... Next time I want to go to this region, I think I think this is my itinerary. So thank you, Laura. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very and there's helpful. one spot, Jen, that you wanted to make sure we talked about here. Yeah. So the Fundy Geological Museum in Parisboro. Um, I think the last time I was in Parisboro, I was in grade five with my, uh, with my class. And we actually spent the night at the Fundy Le- Geological Museum and like slept, like brought sleeping bags and slept under the dinosaurs. And, cool. Um, super fun. I mean, I don't think you get to do that normally, but like that was super fun. Anyway, the museum has amazing exhibits that offer you the chance to see some of the oldest dinosaur bones in Canada. I'm sad I missed that. I know. Super fun. What do we got up next? All Jennifer? right. So the first place I'm going to talk about is Burnt Coat Head. And I should mention that... <laughs> We're bouncing around a lot in this um, episode, and these places are not close together whatsoever. So <laughs> I'm going to go. We're random like that. It's we, fine. We're all over the place, clearly. Um, so Burnt Coat Head, Ryan and I visited in 2019, I think. I don't, time. Time is weird right now. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter. Um, it was only about an hour drive from when we, where we lived in Lower Sackville. It's not too far from the city. So Burnt Coat Head Park is free to visit. Um, they have washrooms and picnic tables. There's a lighthouse that has a little bit of a museum explaining the history of the area. But the big draw is the fact that you can walk on the ocean floor. So when you visit, you really need to pay attention to the tide times because lunar tides occur twice a day and they're both 12 hours and 25 minutes apart. So here at Burnt Coat Head, the world's highest tides have been recorded. So 16 meters or 52 feet. So at low tide, I know it's actually, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, Yeah. Low tide, you can walk on the ocean floor. High tide, you're 52 feet underwater. So that's why you need to pay attention to the tide times because you could get in trouble. No one wants that. No, the water rises very quickly, but it is really cool place to go walk. Um, Ryan and I spent probably a couple hours there. It's a little bit busy. There's stairs that you go down. It's a little bit busy, like right in front of the stairs with people who don't want to wander off too far. If you have time, go further away from the stairs because you can definitely um, get away from the crowds. Um, in normal times, there are guided tours available, but those do cost. Yes, we've actually been there. It's quite exciting. You can hear the tide coming for you. You, can- <laughs> you really can. Yes. 
All right. Flipping to another region. Uh, let's talk about Tatamagush. So Peter and I were in town. We actually visited there. I think, again, I think it was 2019, but what is time? <laughs> um, we went there just for one night and we stayed at the train station in, I wrote a blog post about it. We'll share that in the show notes, but literally we slept in a train. We stayed in the caboose because I thought that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And the breakfast that they served was amazing. They also have a dining car. And we visited Tatamagush Brewing Company, which is something I would suggest if you are in the Tatamagush area for a tasting. But there's also, if you're more of a wine person, Yoast is nearby. I've been there a couple of times. The wine and pizza, totally worth it. (laughs) Plus, it's a a really soothing setting as well because you're right on the vineyard. Now, in terms of dining, which is my favorite thing to do, it was not a good experience at Tatamagush, and we really should have just eaten at the dining car. There was a restaurant nearby, though we thought we would check out. We never even got our food. We eventually just had to leave. So that really wasn't the best thing, and honestly, we literally ate at Subway, which is the saddest thing I've heard <laughs> podcast so far. I mean, it was unfortunate. But anyway, listener Gabrielle, who um, is a fan of Tatamagush, she also suggests Appleton Chocolates, the Chowder House. And I think, to be fair, we were there like on a 33-degree summer day. And I think I saw the Chowder House. And I'm like, that seems right now like a bad idea. Like like milk on a hot day. Not a good idea. (laughs) Right? Um, and she also suggests Whirly Gigs, which apparently has a great breakfast. And there are beaches nearby that are warm. Talk a little bit more about that later, which I mean, for any Nova Scotian, a huge treat to find a warm beach. <laughs> yes. We are not used to that down here on the South Shore of Nova Scotia. No. They are not warm. Wow. What's up next? We're All right. On this random journey. <laughs> on this random journey right now, we're heading to Earltown, Nova Scotia. Yeah, I like which it there. I kept calling Eartown earlier, so hopefully I don't <laughs> say that. Um, so it's a small community of about 250 people on the north slope of the Cobaquid Mountains. And I'm like, we have mountains here? Okay. Didn't know we had the Cobaquid Mountains. The Cobaquid sure. Mountains. Okay. So uh, Earltown General Store is a great place to stop for fresh bread and baked goods and then anything else you might need, but definitely get the bread. Delicious. Um, and then our next stop in Earltown is Sugar Moon Farm. And I love, 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 love it here. Um, I think we talked about this on our Hidden yeah. Gems episode. So if you haven't checked that out, you can go back there and listen to that. So it is a working sugar maple farm. Um, so they make delicious maple syrup. They have a restaurant. You can get a fantastic maple-filled brunch. And then you can also hike or snowshoe, depending on the season, Rogart Mountain Trail, which is about 6.2 kilometers. Um, They rent snowshoes at Sugar Moon Farm if you don't have your own. And we actually paid a little bit extra to take the tour uh, to watch them actually make the maple syrup. So they make maple syrup between uh, mid- February to mid-April when the sap is running. It depends on the year and the weather, but that's kind of generally the time. And then uh, Gully Lake Wilderness Area, which is just outside Earltown. I think it has a little part of it that's actually in Earltown. Um, <laughs> has about 25 kilometers of hiking trails that you can choose from. So there's like varying 
loops. You don't have to do 25 kilometers. Thank goodness. I know. So there's open woodlands and a network of cart tracks and old woods roads suitable for hiking, camping, cross-country skiing, and other low-pack recreation activities. And the winter snow cover in this area is among the best in mainland Nova Scotia. So if you're a snow sport person, this is the place to go. That's not me, but I appreciate the tip. Well, yeah. <laughs> Some of our listeners might like it. Oh, Megan. and I hope they do. I, I love it when people find joy in winter. I mean, you have to. So I think that that's awesome. And I did want to mention in terms of Sugar Moon Farm, the thing we do, and I'm sure most people anyway, but we just obviously save the meal till the end so that as you're doing the 6.K hike, you're just put 6.2, you're just like maple meal coming up. Coming, and like coming. it- I know it drives you. <laughs> yeah. I think there's usually a wait to get into the restaurant. So like put your name on the wait list, uh, for the restaurant, go for your hike, come back and hopefully you're ready to just to walk right in. Exactly. Um, so let's swing back around to actually near Tatamagush, which I was just discussing to a place called river John. It's a small town nearby. And their claim is that it's a small town with big spirit. Oh. I know. Um, we're supposed to visit River John. So funny. Um, <laughs> at the end of May, but due to the virus, which shall not be named, we cannot. Hmm. However, I know. However, much like the name of the town, the river is a big draw. However, the ocean, of course, does play a large role in the community as well. I mean, that's kind of the case for most of Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. In the before times, the community, and hopefully soon again, is well known for big community lobster supper with lobster that's been caught right off of their shores. It's also a great spot for outdoor activities. So especially if you're spending the weekend in the area at one of the cottages or Airbnbs, you can kayak and boat in the area, plus seal and bird watching. I have to say, as I've reached middle age... I'm really getting into bird watching. So <laughs> here we are. Um, people said it would happen and I didn't believe it. But anyway, um, so the Trans Canada Trail also passes right through River John. So it's great if you have your bike with you, if you're with your kids and whatnot, um, to get out and enjoy nature that way. River John is about an 18 minute drive from Tatamagush. So you could stay in either place and visit the other or stay in both and make it a longer uh, getaway. So have you ever been to that area or is there anywhere there you'd like to go? I haven't, but we're planning to go soon. We were actually thinking about going uh, last summer and just didn't make it there, mostly because the things I want to do are closed. So the first thing I wanted to do is Seafoam Lavender Farm. So they make really lovely lavender products, as the name would suggest. Right. Uh, <laughs> And you can visit their farm and gardens and it looks so beautiful when you look at pictures. Yeah. We were going to do, we were going to do we that. We were going to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing about River John. So um, my favorite children's author, Sherry Fitch um, has a sweet little bookstore called Mabel Murple's bookshop that you can visit. When you look at the picture, it's like purple and bright colored and it's just adorable and it looks so fun. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I think most of our listeners know by now that Megan and I don't have any children, but I love her um, Sleeping Dragons All Around children's book, and I've always oh, loved it. So. I don't know it. And Mabel Murple's Bookshop is one of the <laughs> funnest names I've ever heard. I know. It's adorable. We don't need to have kids to like childlike things. No. Nope. No, we don't. 
All right. So where are we swinging to next? We're heading to Wentworth, Nova Scotia. So uh, Wentworth Provincial Park is a day use picnic park. So it's not camping. It's just a day park, Um, but it has walking trails and it is popular with bird watchers, Megan. I must go apparently. There you go. Um, And then the other big draw in Wentworth is Ski Wentworth. So Nova Scotia only has four ski hills and actually only two of them are on the mainland. So it is Wentworth and Murtock. Obviously it's open in the winter when there's snow. It's closed right now. Um, You can rent equipment. They um, have variety of hills. So you can find a hill based on your ability. For me, that would be the Bunny Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you speed? Uh, I have snowboarded. Okay. Which I didn't make it off the bunny hill. Um, I would like to try skiing. It's kind of been on my like bucket life bucket list for a little while and I haven't done it yet, but uh, yeah, someday. Now we went to Martok in my grade 12 grad trip or one of them. And yeah, I mean, I'm for people who don't know me, I'm six foot and I never really grew into it. (laughs) So I think like skiing is definitely not on my life's journey, but I have come to peace with it and I enjoy watching it. There you go. You know, other people do cool things. I'm like, well, that's good for you. Well, in that case, you could visit the lodge and hang out. They have a restaurant. They have snowshoe trails. So there's there's other things to do if you don't want to ski. Love that. All right. Well, let's head now to Truro, Nova Scotia. And it is known or said to be the hub of Nova Scotia because, of course, of its central location in our province, right? I know. I know. We're (laughs) such logical folks. And when it comes to like any destination, as people who listen probably know, us in the Travel Mug podcast love a cafe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we do. (laughs) <laughs> so listener Sarah has suggested Jim Molly's. Oh, and cool. also, if you are interested in the best burger and fries in town, the Hub Grub, which I, I'm so happy to say out loud. Yeah, that's a super fun name. The Hub Grub. The Hub Grub. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and no visit to Churro, of course, is complete without visiting the 130-year-old Victoria Park Of course, climbing the steep stairway within the park known as Jacob's Ladder is like a rite of passage if you visit. Um, And overall, there are like 3,000 acres of the park to explore. And the best thing about it is it's super close to the center of town. So you don't really have to go far once you're in Truro to visit. Mm -hmm. Nearby to Truro on the Salmon River, of course, the tidal bore occurs. Another great spot to see the world's highest tides twice a day. They do give you predicted predicted times on the website so you can sort of plan when to go mm-hmm. um and then listener amanda who spent some time in Truro a couple of years ago recommends the agricultural college grounds she says they're beautiful there's actually a butterfly sanctuary uh pieces of the berlin wall which really sounds cool right i know and a lovely garden so i don't think that's right directly in Truro, but i think like they walked around so obviously it's fairly close to downtown so something else that you can check out while you're there there are so many little hidden gems around i would have never have known about that i know i love it all right so let's head now to spring hill slash oxford uh nova scotia so spring hill is the birthplace of Anne Murray. So naturally you can visit the Anne Murray Center to learn more about her life and music. And I thought this was really cool. 
you can create your own duet with Han in like a mini recording studio. Nobody wants that from me. They just don't. (laughs) They don't want that from me either. But I thought that's (laughs) That's really neat. (laughs) So the next stop, I had no idea this existed. The Spring Hill Miners Museum. So you can go down into uh, an old mine and there has been several mining disasters in the area. So you can learn a lot about that. And yeah. I I didn't know you could do that anywhere else besides Glace Bay. Right? I was like, huh. All right. Sure. Apparently apparently I've been missing out on this. Got to go to Spring Hill. Exactly. All right. So nearby Oxford, um, is the wild blueberry capital of Canada. And of course there is a giant blueberry that you can get your photo taken with. I'm destined to do that someday. I always say that when we go by, I'm like, I need a picture with that blueberry someday. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm, I've seen it, but I don't know if I have a photo with it. Cause it's actually very, um, close to the highway. Like if you're on the trans Canada highway, if you're right. going to or from New Brunswick. So I, I know we've stopped in cause there's an Irving like right there. So you can get gas, but just get out and take your picture with the blueberry. Get it over with. You got to do it. Yeah. Um, and also they have a wild blueberry harvest festival that takes place in the last two weeks of August. Um, they have like live music, obviously lots of dining experience centered around blueberries, farmer's markets. There was a pie contest, like Lots of great stuff happening in Oxford if you like blueberries. If you hate blueberries, I don't know if you'd want to go there. I don't suggest it if you don't. Do you like a blueberry? <laughs> I there? love blueberries. Me too. And wild blueberries, if if you're listening and you live somewhere where wild blueberries don't grow, um, wild blueberries taste so much better than yeah. cultivated. Like it is bananas how much better they taste. I agree. They're some of my faves for sure. So now, (laughs) into a little place where if you're not from here, you'll be like, say what? (laughs) Um, But it's called Pugwash. So um, just to dive right in, a lot of the places I will talk about aren't necessarily in, but I think Pugwash is probably a great base. So nearby to Pugwash, uh, listener Sarah did suggest Heather's Beach, which is in Port Howe. And then the Sandpiper uh, restaurant for lunch. But both of those are within 10 minutes or so of Pugwash. Mm -hmm. And it really does make sense after some research that like Pugwash, I guess, being a central place to like five different provincial parks with beach access. I know. So like within 30 minutes or less from Pugwash, you can be at like many a Nova Scotia beach. I know. It's a small village around 800 people. Uh, it does boast a beautiful golf course, again, for you golfers out there, called Northumberland Links. And then also not too far is the luxurious golf uh course fox harbor resort so you don't have to love golf to stay there it just looks <laughs> honestly really beautiful mm-hmm. yeah yeah i would definitely say it's like a lug more luxury type yeah. resort fox harbor definitely um and the area does offer inns and airbnbs um but again likely a home base for nearby activities and, and that's bug wash <laughs> check <laughs> 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 All right. So the next place I'm going to chat about is Amherst. So also thanks to listener Sarah, she suggests the Amherst Point Bird Sanctuary, which I'm sure Megan is writing down. Right I am. Now. Yeah. It's in, <laughs> so my, it's in my travel diary. <laughs> it's a protected habitat um, and a seasonable home to approximately 228 species of 
birds. That's a lot of, that's a lot of birds. I know it has two and a half kilometers of hiking and walking trails. So you can try enjoy hiking bird and wildlife watching and, uh, skiing in the wintertime, uh, cross country skiing, not the downhill kind. Right. I will so be going here just so you know. <laughs> and cross country skiing. No, 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 no. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, Sarah also suggested Duncan's Pubs, which has uh, traditional pub style food. Looks pretty good. Trider's Craft Beer. So uh, this is a family run brewery. They have a tap room where you can uh, grab a drink or get a growler to go. And they also host live music. They're, um, I've never been here. Their social media is like really fun. Like they share a lot of really fun things. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I, I cool. just. I like them. I'll, you know, I'm not even really a beer person, but when I go to Amherst, I'm probably going to go here because it looks really fun. Well, we like fun places. We do. And then this next place I'm real excited about. So it's Birkinshaw's traditional English tea room. Oh, yes. I know. Okay. So you can get scones with clotted cream. You can get afternoon tea that includes like the traditional like tea sandwiches. Um, and then they also have a menu, like a lunch menu that has more like hearty dishes. And then when you read the website, you can just really tell that the owners, Adrian and Eleanor, are really passionate about high quality, locally and ethically sourced food. And it looks amazing. And I definitely can't wait to visit there. Right. And then the other thing, you know, if you want to walk off all of the food and tea and beer is the Amherst uh, Mural. So the Amherst Mural Project started in 1996 to kind of beautify the downtown area of Amherst. And so there are still 11 of the original 12 remaining. I think now they're in various states of a little bit of disrepair. I think they're kind of peeling a bit. I don't know if they've been upkept. I was reading about some local um, politicians that kind of want to ax them because they're becoming a bit of an eyesore, but they're, right. they're a part of history. And, uh, I would definitely recommend checking them out. Like, this is like, like once I can leave my municipality, which I is going to be very exciting. I swear I'm going to go to Amherst for like this traditional English tea room yeah. and the bird sanctuary. Is this, that sounds like a day in heaven to me. I know. Let's go. Let's go together, Megan. I would that love sounds that. fun. We're doing it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Um, So next up, it's a little bit lengthy, but only because it was very hard to choose here. So Pictou County is a place made up of other smaller yet kind of bigger name-ish places. It was hard to pick one. Yeah. It's made up of Stellarton, Pictou, the town, uh, Trenton, New Glasgow, and Westville. And I was just going to talk about one, um, but then it's easier to talk about it kind of as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then I just picked a couple of places that might be of interest. But Pictou County, and I'm going to ask you in a second if you've had this, but it's definitely known for its pizza. So even pizza places outside of Pictou County serve Pictou County, County pizza. pizza. <laughs> it's a big, it's a cult following. Yeah. Um, and what I've read about it is it's known for its brown sauce, which obviously doesn't sound like traditional pizza sauce to me. Um, and they also use Chris brothers pepperoni specifically. So like, check it out if you find some somewhere, or if you're in Picto County and listener Tina recommends Sam's as her favorite in either Stellarton or Trenton. 
Now, do you have any history with the Picto County pizza? I have had Picto County pizza. I haven't had the pepperoni because I don't eat right. that meat. Um, but yeah, I would say it's spicy. The brown sauce is spicier than normal. Like okay. Um, I don't know what it's made of, to be honest. It's been a long time since I've had it, but I, right. I liked it. Yeah, I've never had it. So it would be, and I don't eat meat now. So I've missed out on my window, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you could, you could get a cheese or a veggie Picto County pizza. I mean, and do you think people from Picto County really think that's Picto County? Well, pizza? I mean, probably, I don't know. We, if there's anybody listening from Picto County, you can let us know. Yeah. Is there such a thing of eating Picto County pizza without pepperoni? I think it's the sauce that makes it. Okay. Well, I mean, then I could do it, I guess. (laughs) So the first spot we're going to talk about in Pictou County is Melmerby Beach Provincial Park. Now that is a mouthful. That is. I know. It's about 16 minutes from Trenton. Uh, It is known for its warm waters. I'm telling you, obviously this is the region to go in the province. Yeah, this is it. Um, And they do have lifeguard coverage all summer due to popularity. So it certainly sounds like not a well-kept secret, but somewhere you could go and actually get in the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Uh, So our next spot in Pictou County is Caribou Munro's Island in Pictou. So they have camping, uh, warm beach water. Everywhere here is warm beach water. It's bananas. Um, It's a mile long beach and... Now there is a Caribou Island offshore and that is a, but the provincial park is on the shore. Yes. Cause I looked at the map and I'm like, well, there's Caribou Island and that's an actual Island, but the park is uh-huh. on the shore. Got yeah. you. And there is a traditional lighthouse in the area for the lighthouse lovers, which I am. Wonderful. Um, now there is Hector Heritage Quay, and this also is in Picto, the town. And you can tour a replica of the ship Hector at the quay because it is a site of one of the earliest dockings from Europe. And this ship in particular was from Scotland. And this is where they say that New Scotland, which is what Nova Scotia stands for, was sort of founded. Um, so you can look at the genealogy, and you might have some descendants who were on that ship because they stayed. And they procreated. As so they do. Here we are. If our trip at the end of June across our lovely province occurs, we're actually going to spend our first night in Picto, the town. Yeah. I know. And we're going to go see the Hector. So I'm coming for you. Matt, we're going. Let's Doing go. it. Um, all right. So the next stop is Anchors Above Zip Line in French River. So it's about 20 minutes from New Glasgow. It is the biggest and longest zip line in Nova Scotia. Uh, I didn't know this existed, and now I want to go to there. I know. Me too. I've only ziplined once, but I have to say it was fun. Yeah, I have too. I loved it. Um, So in Trenton, um, you should visit Trenton Park. So apparently there's trails. You can go for a picnic. You can go fishing. You can go hiking. They have a playground, a pool, and a splash pool. It really sounds like there's a lot going on at Trenton Park. So if Mm -hmm. you're looking for a day outside with the family seems like the place to go. It does seem like the place. And if you want to explore some local history in New Glasgow, you can visit the Afrocentric Heritage Park. So that brings together uh, past and present to become part of a cultural future of African Nova Scotians. So it looks like a beautiful park. It has a pyramid-shaped building in the center, and each side of the pyramid represents a different part of the history of Black Nova Scotians. Uh, So you learn as you walk around about what happened in the past and how we can all do better going forward. 
I love that. That's important. It is. And our last stop, last thing we're going to chat about in Picta County is Picta Lodge. My parents stayed there last summer and they had a really, really great experience. Uh, They specifically said that the restaurant was delicious. So we love food. We do love a delicious restaurant. (laughs) And then what's the last place on our list here? The last place on our list, maybe the coolest, is Joggins Fossil Cliffs. So it is another UNESCO World Heritage Site. Do you remember what UNESCO stands for? Because I nope. don't. But okay. I, it, it's a cool list to be on, though. Yep. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so the fossil record includes speci- species first defined at Joggins. So some of which are found nowhere else on Earth. Cool. Really cool. And it was here that Sir Charles Lyell and Sir William Dawson, the founder of modern geology, discovered tetrapods, amphibians, and reptiles entombed in the upright fossil trees. Look at us go. I know. It's really cool. Um, So you can take a guided beach tour. They also have an on-site museum, cafe, and gift shop. People find fossils, like in rocks on the beach. If you find a fossil, you do not get to take it home. No, you don't must be selfish. You might discover something that's never been discovered before. You can't take that home. No. Now, you could take a picture of it, but you can't take it home. So you do have to give it to one of the workers, but it is really cool. Yeah, I've actually been there. It's cool. We did the guided tour. Um, normally, I'm not a guided tour person, but of course, otherwise, you're just going to go to the beach and look around and be like, cool. Yeah. But with a guided tour, it's totally worth it. And I highly, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. I went there also on my grade five trip. It was a big Um, day or a big trip. I know. Well, we spent the night. It was very fun. Um, But yes, I definitely want to go back. It looks looks like a good time. And now making its return to the Mm -hmm. Travel Mug podcast is our fun facts section of the event. Woo! I know. So exciting. <laughs> so tell us about the first one. The first one. Anne Murray was the first Canadian female solo singer to reach number one on the U.S. charts. Stop it. She's kind of a big deal, you know. She is kind of a big deal. <laughs> In your family and across the land. True. <laughs> right on. Well, almost an even bigger deal to people that aren't from Nova Scotia or older (laughs) um, is the fact that Dwayne, the rock Johnson's father wrestler, Rocky Johnson was born in beautiful Amherst, Nova Scotia, which I soon intend to visit, which is Mm -hmm. really super cool. It is super cool. I know. I love that. All right. So our next fun fact, Portia white was from, uh, she was born in Truro, Nova Scotia in June, 1911. And Portia white was the first black Canadian concert singer to win international acclaim. And she is considered one of the best classical singers of the 20th century. I know. Super cool. And then finally, apparently we can crank out the singers, which is most of what we've talked about in our fun facts. (laughs) Um, because Christy McDonald, um, born in 1875, was one of the most famous Broadway singers of all time. 
Um, she's born in Picto, and when she died, her body was cremated, and part of her ashes were brought to her hometown and scattered over the harbor. Apparently, this area of Nova Scotia has some magical powers in the warm water where you can sing beautifully. <laughs> it's all about the warm ocean water, apparently. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so, Megan, I know for me, after doing all this research and chatting with this, I'm, like, really excited to plan an, a trip to this area yes. of Nova Scotia. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And, of course, there are so many more communities that we haven't covered here Uh, If we tried to cover them all, we would just never, never stop chatting. And this episode would go on forever. So we had to pare it down somehow. We did indeed. Um, And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We have several other episodes all about other areas of Nova Scotia for you to check out. And as always, if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, interact with us there on social media, we'd super appreciate it. Uh, And we'll chat with you again soon. Bye. Bye.